0: Today on Word of Grace Radio with Senior Pastor and Teacher Joe Marquez.
1: It's not just that you believe the gospel once; you continue to believe because in in your life as a Christian there will be moments of what doubt, won't there? There'll be moments of doubt. I mean, I mean that's the reality of it. You're human. You're you're frail. Your your thinking you know goes hot and cold at times and. I'll be moments of, I don't know if I believe or, you know, I don't trust God or, or whatever it is. He's not answering my prayer. And, you know, we go from there, right? And moments of doubt. But then you go back to the truth, to the word of God, and you make the volitional choice to believe. I trust him. I like the way Vine's lexicon defines it. Four terms. It says, A belief. The old, genuine belief is a mental or intellectual apprehension of the facts concerning the gospel. So, so what is faith or what is belief? Well, it's a mental, intellectual apprehension of the facts concerning the gospel. Secondly, it's a firm conviction which produces full acknowledgement of God's revelation of truth. I believe everything that is involved in it. Thirdly, it's a personal surrender to the truth. Your word of grace offers healing to the nation. Free. oh it will strengthen the believer and gives us power to grace.
0: welcome to word of Grace radio a radio ministry of Grace Calvary Chapel located in San Antonio Texas we pray that God uses these sermons to bless encourage and help you grow in the grace and knowledge of our lord and savior jesus christ today pastor joe is in the book of romans chapter 1 verses 16 and 17. the title of this sermon is not ashamed here is the second half and conclusion of this verse by verse study with senior pastor and teacher joe marquez
1: another and we'll, i'll speak more about that when, when we begin to speak about the wrath of god and just uh, how the effects of sin on mankind have, have brought us to the point and place where we're at and, and how there's actually a, not an evolution, but a devolution, you could say, of, of mankind. We're getting further and further away from God and, and from his plan for us, and, and we are then, uh, unfortunately, recipients of, of all that backlog of sin and how it has affected mankind. Death, destruction, divorce, disease, and and all that affects all of us, either directly or indirectly. Uh, So speaking of salvation, let's go over a couple of terms. Redemption. Part of your, your salvation that includes redemption. Agorazo, it means to purchase in the marketplace. The idea is that the believer has been purchased out of the slave market of sin and set free from sin's bondage. It's inclusive in your redemption. There is the propitiatory sacrifice of Christ. Christ fully satisfied the righteous demands of God toward sinners. So Christ's death satisfies the wrath of God. Then there is forgiveness. Forgiveness is the legal act of God, whereby he removes the charges that were once held against you and you've been cleared of those charges then. And justification is to declare righteous the one who has faith. So who needs to be saved? Uh, everyone. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, right? And there again, we're saved from the penalty, sin, from the powers, being saved from the power of sin, well be saved from the presence of sin. So the power of God's salvation to whom? To everyone. To everyone. And if Paul would have just stopped there, then he would have had a message of what? Universalism. right? You know, and what's universalism? Universalism is everybody gets to go to heaven. That's you, and there, some people believe that. Everybody gets to go to heaven. But Paul didn't stop there. And so everyone means all with no exception. Power of God to salvation to everyone. And I believe then... Available to everyone, with no exception. But there's a condition. Everyone who believes. That's the condition. Everyone who believes. Available to everyone, but not everyone's going to believe. Pistuō is is the Greek word. Someone once said, just think of it like this. The medicine is not going to help you if you don't ingest it. Right? The leave isn't doing you any good if it's still in the bottle. You know, my, my knees hurt. And you got a big old, big old brand new bottle of leaves sitting on the counter, you know. My knees hurt or, or my back or whatever it is, you know. And oh, you're diabetic and, and there's the insulin. And, yeah, yeah I, I'm going to tough it out. How long is that going to last, right? And same thing with salvation. I, I mean, you you got to first recognize you need to be saved, but, but uh, if you don't believe, it's not going to happen. You need to, to believe. You need to trust. The is to continually make a volitional choice to believe. It's not just that you believe the gospel once, you continue to believe. Because in, in your life as a Christian, there will be moments of what? Doubt. Won't there? There'll be moments of doubt. I mean, that's the reality of it. You're human. You're, you're frail. Your thinking, you know, goes hot and cold at times and there'll be moments of I don't know if I believe or you know, I don't trust God or or whatever it is. He's not answering my prayer. And you know, we go from there, right? And moments of doubt. But then you go back to the truth, to the word of God, and you make the volitional choice to believe. I trust him. I like the way Vine's lexicon defines it. Four terms. It says A belief the genuine belief, is a mental or intellectual apprehension of the facts concerning the gospel. So, so what is faith or what is belief? Well, it's a mental, intellectual apprehension of the facts concerning the gospel. Secondly, it's a firm conviction which produces full acknowledgement of God's revelation of truth. I believe everything that is involved Thirdly, it's a personal surrender to the truth. So you're going to tell yourself, I, I believe it, and I'm going to what? Live by. It's personal surrender. This is the truth. Not on what I feel, and, and I'll speak on feelings here in a little bit. Not on what I feel, but on what the truth says. Personal surrender. And finally, it's a conduct inspired by and consistent with one's surrender. Your conduct then will reveal how much you have surrendered to the truth. And that's the truth, isn't it? How can you tell You know, a person living as a believer? Look at their life. Real simple. Who's it available to? To the Jew first and also to the Greek. Okay, and this doesn't mean God loved the Jews more than the Greeks. Or you're Jewish, you know, I'm, I'm Jewish. What's that term? Sepharic Jew, right? Something like that. You know you're you cuz you're Hispanic, right? And your last name ends in Q U E Z. I've been told this. So so you are a Sephardic Jew. My name happens to end in those words. What happened? Well, during the diaspora, the, the dispersion of the Jews, some of them went to Spain. They procreated with Spaniards, outcame Spanish Jews. Well, the Spaniards populated the entire known world, didn't they? Virtually North, South America, shoot. I I remember being in the Philippines one time and speaking to some Chinese-looking folk. What's your last name? Garcia. Where are you from? Well, we're originally from China, but we... How'd you get the name Garcia? Spaniards. (laughs) You know? Spaniards all over the place. I mean, shoot. No, it simply means that the gospel, it's it's not first in point of importance but rather of time, of time. They they first received the gospel. Okay, Jesus initially, right, speaking to the Jews. And then when they said, no go, well, time to go to the Gentiles. That, that's all it was. It, it was meant for everyone. But Jesus, being Jewish, first spoke to, to the Jews, started speaking to them, and then they said, no go. Or a lot of them did. Then he broke. And that's all that is saying. All right, I... So so understand that he doesn't love the Jews more than he loves us. Comprehend that. But they did get some perks, didn't they? There was a a Jew by the name of Disraeli who became Lord Beaconsfield. Lord Beaconsfield. And he was once twitted in the house of lords. Twitted back then meant a whole different thing. This is over 100 years ago. It doesn't mean what it means today. There was no Twitter back then. He was once Twitted in the House of Lords. In other words, he was, you know, be mean and, and everything else. Uh, because of his Jewish ancestry. And With a courtly bow, he answered the 17th Baron of something or another. Uh, and, and he told him, yes, my noble Lord, I'm a Jew. And when your ancestors were living across the river in the German forests, living on acorns, my ancestors were giving the world law, literature, religion, and a Savior. And there's the reality of it. So don't be ashamed to proclaim it. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. There's the power of God and it's just salvation. Secondly, don't be ashamed to live it, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. So in the gospel, then righteousness of God is revealed. I think one way to simply understand this, God is right, everyone else is wrong. God is right, everyone else is wrong. Everyone else is wrong. And that's why, it, to, for me at least, it's simple for me to come up here and, and teach the Bible because I understand the Bible be God's word and, and not to be, you know, understanding that I realize whatever anybody else thinks or their philosophy or the way, it doesn't mean nothing. You know, I'll try to be kind and not belittle them, but truly, this is the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And any other idea, philosophy that you have is a bunch of junk, as good as you may package it. And that's the reality of it. So I I can easily be bold from the pulpit then. Because I, you know, if I didn't believe that, who knows what I'd be preaching up here? No, but it is the righteousness of God. Righteousness is certainly a moral concept defining God's character that as the definition and source of righteousness. It's a God kind of, uh, of righteousness. So, in the deepest sense, F. B. Meyer said this: in the deepest sense, righteousness stands for two things. First, our standing before God, and secondly, our, uh, our personal character. And so it's our position and our condition, right? It's what we are in Jesus and what we are in ourselves by the Holy Spirit. And you've heard, and you know, sometimes that's difficult to understand because we, you know, we've received the righteousness of God, and so thereby we've been justified just as if we had never sinned. But we are becoming more righteous, and so we are living it out now. And that's still a process. So our position, we've been made righteous. Our condition, God's still working on that. And he who began a good work in you will complete until the day of Christ Jesus. It's going to be a lifelong thing. And truth be told, some people move faster than others. When it comes to sanctification, right? And, and God bless the, you know those who, who are like a rocket ship. Others are like a turtle. But slow-mo is better than what? No-mo. Slow-mo is better. I still remember my, my buddy telling me that about his girlfriend at the time. And I said, well, how's your relationship going? Slow-mo is better than no-mo. Slow-mo, and I don't remember if he married that girl or not, but Slow-mo, no, I think he did. Slow-mo, that one he did. Slow-mo is better than normal. So the righteousness of God. Second Corinthians, the key verse for us, 2 Corinthians 5.21, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. The righteousness of God. For in it. So in the gospel then, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, revealed, the Greek word, uh, uh, you've heard of the apocalypse, right? The apocalypse just simply, the Greek term means to uncover or to reveal is all it means. Um, the, the root word, kalupto, uh, means to cover, or conceal. But when you put the A in front of it, you, you, it's the opposite then. You uncover and you reveal, and so here, that word is being used that, that the gospel then is being revealed. People are coming to, uh, you know, before Jesus Christ came to earth, there is this, uh, you know, we are looking through through a, through a dim light, so to speak. They they quite didn't understand. They were looking forward toward the cross. We have the benefit of looking back at the cross. It's already happened. Those in the Old testament they're looking forward and they they weren't exactly certain you know they were a little, what's you know what that's why some of them are a little confused, but us we have the benefit of looking back at it. We have uh you know the the entire scripture, and at this point in time we have more resources than we know what to do with it's all available to us it's been revealed, and it's being revealed from faith for faith faith is is pistis and it's synonymous with trust or belief and there's four different ways to interpret this little thing some say it could mean from the faith of the old testament to that of the new some from the faith of the preacher to the hear some from god's faithfulness to man's faith but the one i like it's from a young faith to a mature faith that you grow then in your Faith, And, you know, we may not be able to be dogmatic about it, but certainly that's what it seems. From faith for faith, as it is written, as it is written. All right? I believe it. God said it, and hence, I believe it. It's like I told you, this is the truth, the whole truth, nothing about the truth. It is written, then, should put a stop to every excuse. So from faith for faith, the righteous shall what? Live by faith. The righteous shall live by faith. And you've been made righteous in Christ, then if you receive Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, if, if you have been justified, which you would have been if you received Christ, you know, and if you are being sanctified, becoming more and more like Jesus, then you are to live by faith and not by feeling. Not by feeling. And how many people will say, you know, I feel, and I'm like, what does that matter? What does it matter how you feel? No, you you have to go to what the truth says. And if the truth says one thing, and you feel another way, you go to what the truth says. Because our hearts are deceitfully wicked, they can, we can feel all kinds of stuff. That's why love is a choice, right? I have, I've said it before, those who go to premarital counseling, love's a choice. There will be times you might not feel like loving your spouse, right? It doesn't matter how you feel. You make the choice. You sign the contract. You went before God. I do. That's it. That's it. For better, for worse, for richer, or poorer, in sickness and in health. And, and, you know, when you're richer and, and when you're healthy and, and all of that, praise the Lord. But when the tough times hit, you need to pull out the contract and look at it again. Is there verification that I said I do? Oh, yeah. So we live by faith. We don't live by feeling. We, we don't live by, you know, I don't, you know, you, you got you got to go to work in the morning and, and the alarm goes off. And I don't feel like going, you know, you're not in high school or grade school anymore. Kids tell their, you know, their, I don't feel like my stomach hurts. Well, unless you're having an appendectomy, you're going to school. Unless you have appendicitis, you know, you're going to school. Drink a little water, you'll feel better. And you'll feel better once you get to school. All right? I don't feel like it. Please. No, we live by faith. We live by faith. We, we trust God, we believe, and, and, and we continue to trust him and continue to believe it—it's a continual process that he asks us to do. And so, quite simply, we've been justified by faith, and so we are to live by faith. And whether you want to call it, you know, the perseverance of the saints or whatever it may be, that we need not be ashamed to live it. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Don't be ashamed to proclaim it. Don't be ashamed to live it. Yeah, you know, I'm not telling you. You know, be obnoxious. Okay, that's a whole nother thing, right? Yeah, you know, you're all a bunch of heathens. You're going to go to hell. You know, you don't need to be obnoxious about it, but you you need to you know need not be ashamed or apologize for it, right? Is this is who I am. Is this is what I believe. I believe this is the only way. There is no other way. I believe the Word of God is true, and if you want to press me on it, everything you believe is really a bunch of junk. But you know. That's the reality, and that's the reality of it. I used to be there, sorry, and now I'm on the other side. Hallelujah, right? Praise the Lord. But no, don't be obnoxious about it. That's probably being a little obnoxious there. Understand that we've been saved by what? By the grace of God. Grace of God, not you were never smart enough or bright enough. Or It's all God's grace that saved us. All we did was make the choice. Oh, yeah, I just, I'm go, okay. I got nowhere else to go for many people, right? I have nowhere else to go. No, all right, I'll try that. Boom. It's the truth. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your grace, and thank you we've been saved by grace through faith, and that not of ourselves, not of works, lest anyone should boast. And I pray for each of us that we would not be ashamed of the gospel, Either to proclaim it or to live it. What is the gospel? Simply Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again. And if there's any in here who have not received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, I would tell you this. Understand then, uh, your sins have separated you from God, and you've earned a wage. The wage of sin is death. God holds every human being personally responsible for their sin. Not anyone else. You're responsible for your own actions. As long as you're able to comprehend that. And the decision you make then concerning Christ is of utmost importance in your life. If You received his sacrifice on the cross, his death, his resurrection. Then he forgives you. He justifies you. He will sanctify you. He will glorify you. But if you choose to go your own way, there is no hope. So if you've not made that decision, but you want to do that, then simply raise your hand and we'll pray for you. Pray that Jesus would be your Lord and Savior, that he would come and save you from your sins and from a life of eternal... Separation from God.
0: Thank you so much, Pastor Joe. You know, becoming a Christian is not merely believing in some creed or or just doing a religious activity at church. It's actually asking Christ Himself to take residence in your life and heart. Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. If you'd like to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, simply pray this prayer after me and mean it in your heart. Just repeat after me Dear Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I believe that His death and resurrection provided for my forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins. I turn from my sins and open the door of my life and heart to you. I confess you as my personal Lord and Savior and ask you to fill me with the Holy Spirit. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, welcome to the family of God. We would love for you to come and visit us at our church at Grace Calvary Chapel, but we're more concerned with you getting plugged into a church, even if it's not ours. So finding a church that teaches the whole counsel of God, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, that's what you need. But we would also love to send you some information for free. You can go to our website under the Word of Grace Radio tab. There will be a form there that says, I accepted Jesus Christ today. And you fill that out, and we'll send you out some information for free. We would love for you to visit our website if you have any other questions. Maybe you didn't pray the prayer, but you have more questions that you want answered. You can do that at gracecalvarychapel.org. Well, we hope you enjoyed today's Word of Grace Radio episode as Pastor Joe goes through the Bible verse by verse, simply teaching the Word of God. Did you know that you can find this podcast to listen to it again, even download it or share it with someone, by using Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, as well as our church website. You can also get information about church service times, submit a prayer request, donate to this radio ministry, Or get in contact with Pastor Joe directly on our church website at gracecalvarychapel.org. But we would love for you to come visit us in person at 9107 Marbach Road suite 225 near highway 151 in the lackland sea world area well senior pastor and teacher joe marquez would like to thank you for taking time to listen to our broadcast it has truly been a blessing for our church so until next time we pray that the lord would richly bless you with his word of grace